So to start this off, I will be telling you the three stories I have read. The first one is Where is Here by Joyce Carol Oates. The second is by Horacio Quiroga. And the third story, the only novel out of the three of them actually, is called One of Us is Lying by Karen M. McManus. Let's talk about commonalities. All three stories have suspense in them. While Where is Here is more obscure than the others, The Feather Pillow and One of Us is Lying both don't have the answers revealed until the very end. Also, in the two short stories and novel, all of them contain one character who didn't have their true emotions revealed until an unusual occurrence happened. So, for instance, in the book One of Us is Lying, one of the main characters had a boyfriend. After the death of a student, they broke up. As the story progressed, the ex-boyfriend's true character came out in the end where he was actually basically psychotic. Well, no, just super controlling, and his true character came out. And whereas here, the husband and wife, um, they have these fronts up, I guess you could say. They have these, like, these appearances up, like everything is okay. But after an unusual visit by, like, a random stranger, their true characters and, like, their true emotions are, like, brought to the surface after the stranger leaves. And... In the feather pillow, there is a husband and there is a sick wife. The husband is basically apathetic. He does not show his romantic emotions for his wife at all. But when the wife falls ill, then his underlying emotions, like his romantic feelings for her, his love for her, then they come to the surface. So all three stories contain a character with underlying emotions underneath their exterior appearance. And there are some differences between the three stories. Like, for instance, while all three authors have a suspenseful mood in their text, they all had different ways of telling the story. So, in Where is Here, it's almost a gothic tale, if that makes sense. There is, there's no resolution. There's no big reveal of any kind towards the end. There's, there, there is a conclusion, but it's really just the stranger leaving. So there's no, like satisfaction i guess you could say it kind of leaves the reader wondering it's actually it's actually very creepy but it, but it's a good story in the feather pillow there's almost an ethereal vibe towards the beginning and middle until you get to the end and you're like whoa there is a giant parasite sucking the butt out of this girl you know it gives you a feeling similar to help hopelessness i guess you could say like you can't do anything but watch the poor girl die throughout the entire story you don't feel anything else until the end when the author gives us a slight sense of satisfaction when it is discovered what actually killed the girl. And there's not really a significant amount of rising action in the story either. Like, there is a build-up toward the young girl's death, yes, but that's that's basically it. It just tells the story of her getting sick and the end. There also weren't that many characters in this book, in this story, sorry, or in where is here it was it was a short story so obviously there weren't that many characters um but yeah that played a part in the plot as for one of us is lying that was like that was a complete novel not a short story so the structure of the book was completely different there were chapters and there were paragraphs and all that good stuff also contained a far more significant amount of characters obviously um the tone of the story not the tone, I guess you could say, but the story was told in a first-person point of point of view, 
but the point of view switched between all four main characters, so the perspective was always different from the last. Not to mention that all three stories had completely different co- plots and conflicts. There's a lot more I could go into, but I won't. As for techniques, all the authors use techniques like personification and imagery, similes, metaphors, all that good stuff. They also had a knack for using imagery very well, very, very well. But when it comes to tone, all of the tones were different. Like I said, Where's here is very gothic, extremely mysterious. The feather pillow is ethereal. It's almost fairy tale like, almost fantastical, until the end of the story where it's kind of horrifying to realize that the girl was killed by a blood sucking parasite. I think One of Us is Lying is probably the most suspenseful of the three, purely because it was longer, there was a lot more rising action, and the build up to the conflict was intense. But yeah, I think the stories do have a few similarities, but they have their differences too. So, The Allure of Fear. That was a pretty weird concept to me at the beginning of this unit, can't lie. I didn't really get it, but I do now, at least better than I did before. When you're reading a mystery or thriller book, or watching a movie, you feel scared. But then something weird happens. It invigorates you. That fear captures your attention unlike anything else. It's the weirdest feeling. I constantly say that I hate horror movies, which I do because I hate the feeling of being scared. But when I'm finally forced to watch one by like my friends or by my parents or even my sister, it's like I can't take my eyes off the screen, which is extremely ironic. This is because when I feel that fear, or when anyone for that matter feels that fear, it's okay. One, because you know it's not real, and two, because in a society like ours today, where feelings like fear are considered bad, I guess you could say, it's accepted when watching a horror movie or reading a mystery book. Because the fear is expected when watching or reading, and when you feel scared, your adrenaline kicks in and you can't look away. And it's the exact same for thriller novels. Perhaps it's not that intense, because there aren't actual pictures, but you can see images in your mind, and if the author writes the story well enough, you feel the suspense, and you feel the suspense, it's what keeps you engaged. It leaves you wanting more, even if you are scared, because you want that escape into where it's okay to be scared, or horrified, or hopeless, or feel that fear. And honestly, it's not a bad feeling either, because when you know that fear isn't real, and that it's all just in your head because you're safe, it gives you a feeling of comfort almost, and you keep going. That's it for my podcast today. Um, Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.